and viva los angelitos and welcome to halos in the infield i am fernando mendez representing halos in the infield today and i'm joined here by brian crosby brian how are you doing i'm good man thanks so much for having me it's good to be yeah. back yeah i know so some of you guys might recognize brian he's been on the show before he was on last off season when we still had hope about the 2022 season we'll get a little bit into what happened this season what didn't happen all that fun stuff that comes with it uh but i think i, I, think I predicted that we'd go to the playoffs but we'd go to the postseason if i'm not mistaken i think but, we uh, all did i mean especially after the first month man I and mean, we were riding high we were looking good espn was like on the wagon they're like oh dude uh, both la teams both new york teams are the best teams in baseball and look what happened yeah, didn't, didn't quite play out that way. But, I mean, could we have it any other way as Angels fans? We can't have success. <laughs> I know. It seems that way. It, man, it just seems like we're always uh, doomed to come up just short. Yeah, you know, dollar short, day late. It's just kind of been the, the way it's been, really, since the, the, the team came around. And it's unfortunate. You know, we had our good run there when Artie first bought the team. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, was that really Artie buying the team and, you know, making the team successful? Or was he just kind of riding the Disney wave? Yeah, I mean, I I think he, he bought the team when it was its most valuable, right? I mean, Disney, Disney got to got got us to the world series and then they're like hey it doesn't get any better than this we're at its zenith uh it's tough to imagine getting more valuable great time to get out of this and sell the team and uh so already definitely benefited from uh from some of that success for sure that you know so that's kind of a perfect segment so you you uh, segue so for those of you guys who don't know uh, brian works uh, with uh, marvel creative right well, what's yeah, your official director, title? Yeah, my I'm the director of Marvel themed entertainment development. Okay, and uh, before that, you were worked in Imagineering, correct? Yes, I was. Uh, I was a Walt Disney Imagineer for ten years. I was a concept designer, but actually, my first stint with the Walt Disney Company was uh, working out at uh, Angel Stadium. Uh, back then, it was Edison International Field of Anaheim, uh, and I was taking uh, parking ticket money. Um, and that was kind of kind of a little side side hustle, oh, there you <laughs> go. Try, trying to make ends meet. I got to go into the game, but technically the team was owned by Disney at the time, so my my Disney career started at uh, at Angel Stadium. Hey, there you go, there you go. You you can use that as your hey, that was my foot in the door kind of inspirational story to the to the little guys who are just getting started. There you go. Is that something that's like talked about often? So when you worked for you know uh, Disney proper, when you were officially in with the company. You were mm-hmm. in Walt Disney Imagineering. Is that something that was like ever talked about or was, you know, the, the whole ducks thing and the angels ownership just kind of like a blip on the Disney radar? No, I think, I think people talked about it. Um, I mean, I, for, I mean, I kind of came in, I, I came into Disney in 2005. So the team had yeah. already been sold at that point, but I certainly knew people that were uh, involved and, and around at that time. Um, and I, I think it was more, you know, people that lived in orange county that were really excited about it um it, it seemed like almost kind of a uh, an, an unusual experiment uh oh. you know, kind of getting into the sports game there was a lot of disney sports movies at the time you yeah. know Angel, angels in the outfield the mighty ducks uh little giant air bud, air bud. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was kind of it was kind of in the in the in the pop culture zeitgeist so uh you know i think i think it was it was certainly an interesting time especially in orange county and i i I actually really dug it. I dug that that 
uh, that kind of pride in Anaheim. It was Disneyland and Disney owned the Angels and the Ducks, and uh, it felt like you know Anaheim was was a thing. We were pushing Anaheim, Anaheim, you know, and I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, right. You know, they they were embracing the the community. They were embracing the town, and that's something we kind of don't get with current ownership. You know, yeah. it almost seems like already does the opposite. You know, he he pushes the city away. I mean, you know, he dropped Anaheim from the title. You know, he embraces yeah. Los Angeles. And from a marketing standpoint, it's obvious as to why it's better to market Los Angeles than Anaheim. I don't think anybody argues that. But, you know, it definitely has left a bad taste in Angels fans' mouths. And, you know, rightfully so. I mean, you know, you go from Disney, who, of course, you know, embrace Orange County. And, you know, you see the Sam Wellies embracing the city of Anaheim for the Ducks. And, right. you know, Artie's yeah. like, no, we're good. Yeah, well, I think I mean, I mean, there, I think there's a there's a long history of of uh, of Disney wanting to attract attention to Anaheim. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know the exact story, but the way I understand it is that uh, Walt Disney and Gene Autry were, you know, kind of traveled in in similar circles. I believe Walt Disney was actually a season ticket holder, um, and and was kind of instrumental in convincing Gene Autry to bring bring the team down to Anaheim. So hey, we got something got something growing. I know you got the team up in L.A. But we've got Disneyland. It's a you know growing community. We're building a new freeway, you know, so on and so forth. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, it has always behooved Disney, uh, the Walt Disney Company, to attract people to Anaheim and build up Anaheim. So it wasn't a surprise when uh, the Walt Disney Company bought the team uh, that they really leaned into that. You know, it was they became the Anaheim Angels, had the Anaheim on the sleeve, um, and I think there was a lot of pushing pushing the name of the city because it. It brings attention to the to the area, uh, you know, obviously with the goal of getting people to come to Disneyland. But if you own the Angels and the Ducks, you know, it gets people to kind of make it more of a tourist destination, a vacation destination. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it's kind of funny because, I mean, prior to uh, California Adventure, in a weird way, I feel like the Ducks and the Angels were kind of like that second gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Like you said, it made Anaheim a resort destination. You know, I mean, I know I remember in the early 2000s, there was always those rumors about like, oh, well, they're going to make a monorail around the Platinum Triangle. Like that was the thing that like people were like hoping for. Right. You know, hey, let's connect all this together. And that was before, you know, the Garden Walk situation and all that. That was before downtown Disney even. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until what, 2001, 2002, where downtown Disney was built? Uh, yeah, I believe 2001. That's when uh, California Adventure opened. So yeah, right about that time. And, you know, I still think that would be awesome. I, I mean, that would be a, just a ton of fun uh, to connect all all of those things. So, you know, who knows? We'll see I'm what sure the OC vibe and maybe like the OC vibe and when and if a future Angels owner buys the land around the stadium. I mean, maybe that'd be a good idea for Anaheim. I mean, uh, I, I would love it. I mean, if you've ever been uh, if you've ever been out to Walt Disney World in Florida, uh, I mean, the, the monorail there truly is treated like a, you know, it's not a ride. It's a mode of transportation that gets you from uh, park to park and to your different resorts and, and various locations. Um, I, I would love to see something like that in Anaheim. I think that would be really cool to bridge everything together. Yeah, I mean, there's some areas, especially airports, where like monorails are a feasible form of transportation. Yeah. Uh, I believe there's even a couple airports that still have people movers. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely been on monorails in, in in airports. People movers, I'm not sure, but but definitely monorails for sure. I've seen them from time to time. Okay, I could have sworn there was at least one airport that had a people mover because you know Disney addicts 
I don't know. I'll, I'll message you about it later when I find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, so it, it was definitely a, a different time. You know, I know so many, there's a lot of Angels fans who either love the Disney days or hate the Disney days. But, you know, at the end of the day, Disney did successfully bring a championship, the only championship uh, this millennium, as far as I'm concerned, and most Angels fans are concerned, to <laughs> Southern California. That's right. You can't argue with it, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so um, let's go ahead and, and real quick talk about your opinion on the Artie Moreno exploring the sale of the team news now that we're kind of in that portion uh, of the conversation. Uh, so what was your first impression when you found out that, you know, he was exploring the sale of the team? I mean, I think it seemed like that was kind of in the uh, in the air, at least in the in the fan community. And you seem like there was a lot of people kind of talking about it, but you never know. You never know where where their ownership is thinking, you know, you know, whether that's in Artie's mind or not, or if it's just fan speculation. Um, you know, I don't have any insider knowledge or anything like that. Um, but uh, but hey, I, I think if 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 kind of he feels like he, he he's run his course and he, he's done what he wanted to do and uh kind of feels like he wants to get out of this then then yeah i mean then let's let's bring some uh some fresh blood in there some some new ideas do something new um i think it's always always good to to freshen things up from time to time and you know who knows who knows what will come of it so i i'm optimistic i you know it'll be interesting to see who who ends up buying the team um and and i think there's a lot of speculation now about you know when's it when's a good time to sell the team is uh probably not as valuable as it may have been like in 2002 um you know at the end of 2002 having after having won a world series but you have do have a a, a a big established fan base now um you obviously have two of the you know biggest marquee players in all of baseball um if not the world uh in, in trout and otani obviously so um and then it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason to kind of up the up the value um, obviously, you know, the signing of Tyler Anderson is an interesting one and, uh, we'll see what other, uh, what other moves Perry makes to, uh, to make the team a bit more, uh, a bit more valuable. So uh, I I'm all for it. You know, let's, you know, it's for the fans. I think it's a time to be excited you, you know, hopefully there's some, there's some good change that might come of it. And, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't want to discredit some of the good that has come from, from Artie as well. I think there's a, I think there is, you know, I don't love the, the name of the team, but, um, uh, <laughs> But uh, but at the same time, I think Artie has really embraced the Angels as a brand. Um, you certainly see you see the A everywhere. I mean, if you if you think about you know branding and uh, I mean the Angels is second to none. I mean that the Angels logo is on everything, um, and they've really leaned into that. So whereas Disney maybe leaned a little bit more into the Anaheim, I think Artie really leaned heavily into the Angels um, as a brand um, and and celebrating the the Halo and and things like that. So. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it's really about, let's get a, let's get a winner on the field, um, regardless of what they're wearing or what they're calling themselves. So hopefully that's where we're, we're driving towards. Yeah. I mean, no matter which way you look at it, our already came in and did his job, right? His job at the end of the day, as an owner is to make money, no matter what a sports organization is a business, no matter which way you slice it and dice it, your goal is to make money. So essentially your goal is to drive up the value in your, um, in your investment and to say Artie's done that is a drastic understatement i mean this guy paid what about 300 million dollars for a team that's now going to sell for most likely over three billion dollars they're currently projected 
to be the most high selling baseball organization of all time. And at the end of the day, no matter what, that's a success for Artie Marino. Yeah. You know, I, I think this can only be a good situation. You know, there's a lot of angels fans who are like, well, what if the owner comes in and doesn't spend money? And to that, I say, I mean, is it working right now anyway? I mean, yeah, already spending money, but I mean, what's it led to over the last decade? You know, it's led to zero playoff wins and one playoff appearance. But, you know, I, I feel like only good can come out of this. My only hope is that whoever takes the team loves the team, cares about the team, because I, I just don't get that from Artie right now. I I, I don't feel yeah. like he, he would die for this team. You know, it, it's an investment to him. He protects his investment. And, you know, there are, like you said, some good things that the front office has done. The biggest is attract key free agents. Have those panned out? Almost none of them have. But at the end of the day, the Angels are finally solidifying themselves as a heavy hitter during free agency. They're becoming a, a, a big market team. And that's something we didn't see with Gene Autry. You know, bless his heart. He was a great owner. He was very involved. But he hardly ever made the big free agent splash. Not in terms of names. You know, they got Rod Carew. You know, uh, they traded for Nolan Ryan. Obviously, that's not a free agent signing. But, you know, they got some of these big-name guys either early on and turned them into talented players like Nolan Ryan, or they got them when they were past their prime like Reggie Jackson or Ricky yeah. Henderson. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, we're attracting guys like Albert Pujols. You know, did we get the Albert Pujols we wanted? No, but you have to make those type of moves to get into the spotlight. Yeah. And, and, you know, and additionally, you got to make sure you're developing, you know, on the farm as well. You're, you're drafting smart, you're developing players, you know, the homegrown talent I think is uh, super important. I think that helps you uh, save money so that when you, when you do decide to spend big on a free agent, you're not just spending, just spending just to spend, but you're spending smart money and, and, and filling holes, you know, with, with marquee talent that hopefully a are going to bring, bring fans to the ballpark, but also help generate wins, which is the goal. Right. And then uh, filling in those other gaps with, with homegrown talent that you, you know, hopefully you can save a little bit of money on um, at least initially, you know, until they, they get developed. But I think that's an important part of, of creating a champion. You look back at 2002, I mean, uh, so many of those names were probably not known too well outside of, uh, of Orange County. Yep. You know, you know, there was a few of them, but I mean, not many. I mean, they, they were largely homegrown and uh, and they were a scrappy bunch who would do anything to win. And, you know, that that to me is more Angels baseball, you know, and, yeah. I, and I, I love I love that. That was how we played under Mike Sosha. And uh, I, I hope that that kind of comes back, that scrappiness. I want to just add, you know, to your list, not just love the team, but also hopefully love love the area you know i think that of course love anaheim love orange county love southern california i think i think that's where where gene you know was was unmatched um he loved this team he, you know he bled angels red and and to this day i mean we recognize the cowboy um yep you know i think that i think that's important you know i don't know if anybody will ever carry that same level of weight because he originated the team but but you can only hope that somebody will come in and, and really love love Orange County and know what makes us different, what makes Orange County different from LA and different from San Diego. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's got its own unique flavor and vibe. And uh, hopefully that that's something that gets embraced. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it's such a viable market 
You know what I mean? You can make money in Orange County. People in Orange County love going to baseball games. I mean, you know, you see the product they've supported over the last decade. You know, once again, I mean, this hasn't been a winning organization for the last 10, 15 years, really. But yet fans continue to go out there to watch the team, you know. And obviously, yeah, it's because they have some talented baseball players, you know. Otani and Trout alone are going to sell you a bunch of tickets. Right. But, you know, and, you know, the fact that, I mean, what's better than going out to the ballpark on like a, on a perfect Saturday night during the summer, you know, and it's 75 degrees. That's just, that's, that, that's an ideal yeah. situation. You know, angels games um, are typically not overpriced compared to some other ballparks. You know, I'm sure you've been to some, some expensive baseball stadiums. Yeah. They're a great time, but you know, for somebody who has a family, it's not always feasible to pay $200 to take a family of four to a baseball game. Yeah, but you know, Angels games are pretty affordable. But at the same, you know, at the same time, you know, I think uh, fans will only, you know, watch an inferior product for so long. Um, uh, absolutely. You, absolutely, you know, so I, there are a lot of other options. You know, we are an entertainment hub. You know, Pete, there are a lot of things to do, a lot of things, a lot of ways people can spend their their entertainment dollar. And in a time when people are, you know, watching their watching their wallets a little, maybe a little more closely than they were previously. Um, I think, you know, you got, you got to make it, got to make it worth, worth their money. And certainly seeing players like, you know, like we've already mentioned um, certainly help that, but at the end of the day, you know, got to put a winner on the field and that's just going to keep people coming back is when they can watch it, watch a great product. So let me ask you this super loaded question. I, I, I guess probably get your short answer because I mean, we could probably talk a whole episode about this in your personal opinion. What's the likelihood that Shohei Otani is going to stick around? past this season i know i mean super loaded i get it (laughs) yeah i mean i I mean i hope he does i mean he's he's an amazing you know once in a lifetime not even once in a generation once in a lifetime talent we're seeing somebody do something that no one has ever done you know not babe ruth nobody like nobody has done what he's doing um and he's now done it you know in (laughs) back-to-back years he actually got better you know in 2022 yeah absolutely Um, so, you know, he's he's obviously going to command uh, if they do decide to move him, hopefully they get, you know, some pretty incredible value for him. Uh, you know, a lot of, that can add a lot of value to the team. Um, but he's going to be he's also he's going to be tough. He's going to be you know, he's going to be expen- an expensive get. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful because I, I love watching him. I love the way he carries himself on the field. You know, same with. You know, I, I I do say that about across about the Angels across the board. They're they seem to you know I don't know any of them personally, but they seem to be good people. They're good with the fans. Um, you know, Trout is still one of those guys that I like to tell my my boys. You know, if there's somebody you want to emulate on the baseball field and maybe even in life, watch that guy. Watch the way he carries himself. Watch the way he does interviews. Watch the way he gives credit always to. You know, it's not about him. He gives credit to his team gives credit to his family, gives credit to, you know, the organization, you know, incredibly grateful human being. And that's, that's awesome to watch as a, as a dad um, to somebody that, you know, you hope your kids want to emulate. And I think, you know, Otani, you know, obviously doesn't have the the communication, you know, uh, skills that, you know, that maybe a trout does and, you know, just the, the language barrier, but um, he always comes across as, you know, very humble and genuinely excited to be there. I love seeing him clown on some of the other players. I think that's, (laughs) That stuff is awesome and um and like yeah, he, i said he's, he's always watch. having fun yeah he's just amazing to watch so i i mean 
I don't know what my level of optimism is that he'll stay, but I, I, I really hope he does. I think it'd be great to keep him around for a while. Yeah, I think Angels fans across the board will agree that you, you have to go all in this year to prove to him that you're committed to winning because, you know, up to this point, he hasn't seen a winner. He just hasn't. Right. Yeah, I mean, does does anybody, does any team want uh, an all-star hitter in their lineup? Um, yeah. Yes, everyone <laughs> does. Does anybody want an ace in their rotation? Yeah, we all do. And you get two for one with this guy. So like he's absolutely he, he's yeah, I, I would love to see him keep him. But yeah, it's probably going to be tough. Yeah, we need to we need to stop this. He's the Japanese Babe Ruth and start saying, no, he's the Shohei Otani. I mean, you know, Babe Ruth wasn't doing what Shohei Otani's doing. I mean, Babe Ruth said ba- himself, Babe, Ruth is the, Babe Ruth is the American Shohei Otani. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you mean to tell me that if you know, you were to resurrect Babe Ruth, give him the skills of his prime, he'd be able to stack up against, you know, yeah. the physical specimen that is Shohei Otani. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be fair. I mean, Babe Ruth was pitching probably 60 miles an hour yeah. compared to 102, you know. It, it's, it's always tough to compare generations. I mean, yeah, uh, it's Ru- not fair. Ru- Ruth was, uh, he was a, a monster of a man and in a, uh, and certainly, you know, reinvigorated the game uh in in a completely new way i mean how do you not commend that and recognize that for what it is but i mean i love that the the global attention that shohei otani gets um is is unrivaled it's he's he's really special i'm I'm glad that we get to watch him play so i mean do, do you kind of acknowledge your role at marvel the same way you're kind of like oh well like the stanley era was like a different era you know, now we're in this era. Do you do you kind of do the same thing? You're like, no, no. We Halo fam, do you want to be that Angels fan? Do you want to be different? Do you want to be the one who people stop and look at and say, man, where'd they get that fire merch? No problem. Head on over to our Redbubble page. The link is down below. If you want to just have a different design that's unique and different and just screams you're an Angels fan, well, you know where to find it. Check it out. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And viva los angelitos. No, no, I, I don't. I, I, I think anybody who works at Marvel, um, I think you have to recognize that we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, when they created these characters, they created these icons that have, that have stood the test of time. Um, and I just, I feel, I feel blessed to, to get to be one of the, one of the people that carries, you know, that banner in, in, in my own, you know, kind of line of business. Um, and it, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. People love these characters and they love these stories and, um, you know, they, um, you know, it's, it may not be life or death, but you know, these stories give people a lot of escapism, um, and they can see themselves in them and hopefully become, um, uh, you know, role models, you know, a way to live your life and how to make good decisions and how to, how to be heroic in your own, in your own life. So that's, um, not, not something I, I take lightly. Cause I, I mean, I, I grew up loving those stories and loving those characters. Uh, but I, I recognize that, you know, those guys that came before me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this job. If it wasn't for them. So.
That's fair did. enough. I mean, and, and say what you want. I mean, I know there was a lot of people who, when the acquisition was first made, people were like, oh, God, Disney's going to ruin Marvel. And I mean, I, I'm sure you heard that kind of stuff. You saw it on the internet, I'm sure. You know, people said the same thing about Star Wars. And I mean, I, I think Disney's done a great job with Marvel. There's a lot of people who, you know, Marvel's their favorite franchise that's out right now. You know what I mean? I mean you guys are continuously knocking breaking these uh uh records in the box office just continuously man well you know it's we're 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 very fortunate there's a lot a lot of really passionate people that work for the company and um you know every line of business is kind of doing their part to hopefully tell good stories and connect with fans in in new ways and hopefully surprise them but also deliver on the things that they that they're looking for um but yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a great time for Marvel, you know, things like and and being part of the Walt Disney Company. I mean, I probably I don't know if I'd even be working at Marvel if it wasn't for for that acquisition. I remember it very well when I opened up my 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 email that morning when I was still in Imagineering and seeing that Disney had purchased Marvel. Uh, it was 2009 and I could not have been more excited cuz I actually came from comics uh, and I I had a very I had kind of a comic book sensibility. Uh, it was something that I was already passionate about, you know, Wednesday Warrior, going to buy my comic books every Wednesday. And uh, when Disney bought Marvel, just couldn't have been more excited. And uh, the fact that I've been able to marry, you know, some of my passions, you know, with theme park storytelling and, you know, live events and and those kinds of things with the Marvel brand and the characters that I grew up loving. And then now to be able to combine it again with working in professional sports and bringing Marvel and professional sports and baseball together, uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just so great. Dream come true, uh, huh? Yeah, it really is a dream come true. It's 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 awesome to be a part of. So we'll get back into the Marvel minor league tie-in uh, in just a little bit, but before that, let's talk real quick about the acquisition of Tyler Anderson. So yeah, right. I've seen a lot of just differing opinions on Tyler Anderson. You got. You know, half of the Angels fans ecstatic. Actually, no, you got like 33% of them ecstatic. You have the other third of them who are like, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic. And then you have the other third who are like, this was an overpay. This was a bad idea. You know, he's going to get hurt. We're going to regret this. Where are you? I think, I think I'm in the cautiously optimistic camp. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't know that I love it or i'm ecstatic about it but i also don't know that i i don't hate it either i mean he, he did have a great year he was an all-star and um you know we'll, we'll see we'll see how things you know play out i think as angel fans we've we've now become a little bit skeptical of of every signing um yeah, going you know oh we're gonna get burned again you know you know oh, they're overpaying for another guy but you know i you just never know what's gonna happen i, I do i i kind of like the I kind of like the three-year deal. It's it's a bit it's a it's a commitment without being a huge commitment. Yeah. Um, you know the the one-year deals never do anything for me. It just feels like oh this is just a rent a player and it's not somebody who's in this for the long haul. Probably going to be traded yeah. at the deadline. They're not here, you know, to for what we're trying to do. Right. Yeah. You but but three years is like hey we really believe in this guy. We think he's going to add something some value to our rotation. We think he's going to stay in the rotation. You know, if he gets hurt, obviously, who can predict that? But um, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I like it better than like a 10-year deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we've seen enough of those in as Angel fans where we kind of go, yeah. oh, gosh. 
you know, this guy's going to be 47, you know, not, not no, Tyler Anderson is not, but I'm, I'm saying he's, you know, you look at some of the, the, the ages of these guys with these long deals and you're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to get five or six really good years. And then we're going to be uh, struggling to find a place for them in the, in the, uh, on the bench uh, after that. So I, I don't know. I'm, I think three years sounds good. Maybe it's a bit of an overpay, but like I said, wasn't all-star. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So he'll be 33 at the beginning of opening day. So, you know, maybe starting to slowly exit his prime, but I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy here who had, had a stellar year, you know, and everyone's like, well, we're paying for the year he had that's baseball. That's the nature of this beast. You know, in the sport of baseball, you pay for the year that the person just had, you know, but the good news is, it's a three-year deal. You know, like you said, you're committed to him. There's a little bit of faith there. It's not a one-year deal. It's not a rent a homie situation. You know, three years, like, hey, you're part of this team. You're going to be part of this team till you're 36. We want you to usher in a new era of Angels baseball. We want you to take some of these young lefties underneath the, underneath your wing. I'm assuming that's what this is, right? You know, you have Reed Detmers. You have Patrick Sandoval. You have Jose Suarez. You know, you have Kai Bush waiting. You know, you have these lefties who are, you know, looking to really make a name for themselves in this rotation. And the good news is we don't need Tyler Anderson to be an ace. You know, he needs to come here and be a number three, maybe a number four in the rotation. You know, he's not better than Otani. I don't think he's better than Sandoval. He might not even be better than Detmers when Detmers is on, you know. Yep. After Detmers came up from AAA, he had a great rest of the season. So, you know, we're once again talking about a number three, a number four in the rotation, you know, for $13 million, you know, could that be viewed as a little high? Sure. But, you know, he had a 2.57 ERA last year and his career ERA is 4.16. That's not horrible. Yeah. You know? I don't think, you know, by, by today's standards, I don't think $13 million for, a, lot of money, yeah. for a guy that's coming off of a, a year like that is, is crazy. Um, yeah. it's, I mean, it's for us, for us, regular people, $13 million <laughs> sounds insane, but, um, but I think in, 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 you know, in, in baseball language, it's, it feels, you know, kind of on par for a guy like that. Um, so I, I don't know, like I said, cautiously optimistic, not over the moon about it, but also don't hate it. I think if we're talking about a two-year deal, people are a little less, you know, cringe about it. I think people are like, okay, two-year deal. All right. No problem. But, yeah. you know, I think maybe the third year, for whatever reason, is what scares people. Yeah, and the, and, and the third year is what actually gets me – what actually gives me a little bit more hope. Then I feel like, like, let's build a – let's build a team, you know, and, and let's let's roll with it and try and build some guys around it, allow some guys to develop. Um, and if a three-year deal feels like, like something that's a bit more of a commitment. Okay, Um so it seems like we're in agreement about the Tyler Anderson thing. Not a horrible move, probably good for what we need here in Anaheim. I don't think this is going to be the move. I think there will be some other moves made. Will it be for a starting pitcher? Obviously that's kind of to be determined. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, going to the Savannah bananas game. I saw the photos <laughs> Looked like you guys had a good time. So oh my gosh. walk me through that. Insane, insane. So, um, so I've been, you know, in some of the what I've been working, all these pro sports activations that we've been involved in at Marvel, uh, Marvel Superhero Days, and the Minor League Baseball Program. 
I'm working with a group called Athlife um, Unlimited, and they they are really our kind of our, our our partners in in putting together a lot of these deals. You know, working with us at Marvel, and uh, Katie Bancari is is one of my one of my partners that works over there, and she uh, introduced uh, me to the Savannah Banana. She's like, you got to see this team. She's like, the best way I can describe it is they're kind of Harlem Globetrotters esque of baseball. I had not heard of them. And she forwards me their Instagram and I'm just, I got hooked instantly. I'm howling, laughing at these guys. Um, they're, they're just off the wall, having a good time. And, and I'm like, we got to get out and see these guys. So I've turned my buddies on to them. My wife is following them. And, uh, and so she, my, my wife gave me for father's day, she gave me like a Savannah banana shirt a Savannah and a hat. And I was just getting into it. And, uh, and she was trying to get tickets desperately. You know, you have to get on a waiting list. It's hard to get tickets. Yeah, yeah. And, I've uh, tried. Yeah. So Katie, she was on the waiting list and she managed to get tickets. And okay. so she got four tickets and she's like, do you want to go out to Savannah and go? I'm like, a hundred percent. We're there. Book the flights, book the hotels. Uh, my wife and I extended the trip out a little bit just because we're, we like to, we like to go visit other ballparks around the country. So, uh, we flew out and went to, uh, went to Atlanta and saw a game there and then, uh, <clears throat> uh, went down to Savannah after that and saw the bananas and man, what a, what a hoot. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Just, I mean, there, we, we were fortunate enough to, uh, get to have lunch with the, with the owner, uh, Jesse. And so we talked to him for a bit, got to pick his brain. Turns out he's a big Disney fan, you know, loves oh, Walt Disney, loves Imagineering and uh loves disney parks and so we kind of hit it off on that talked a little bit about that on that front and uh and they're really just playing by their own set of rules banana ball as they call it and uh taking some of the things that maybe maybe people don't you know the, the kind of a new generation things that they don't love like, like they straight up asked fans why don't you like coming to a baseball game what are the things that drive you crazy and inevitably they said people said food's too expensive and the games are too long that was those were like the common two. So they immediately said, OK, we're going to put a time limit on the game. And then whatever the score is at that point, that's that's it. That's the game. And and then they added a whole other host of rules as well. And the food situation, it's basically it's all you can eat. I mean, you got to pay for if you want to get alcohol, you want to get desserts, things like that. You pay for that. But like hot dogs, hamburgers, sodas, you know, water comes with it. You can get as much as you want. Um and uh, and they and they put on a show, but it truly is. It's a show and a baseball game happens to break out. Um, I mean, they're just having fun. Like I said, somebody hits a hits a foul ball into stands. If the fans catch it, it's an out. You know, I mean, if if, if your if your listeners have not checked out the Savannah Bananas and I I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape or form. <laughs> I'm not working with them. I just think they're a, a ton of fun. And obviously it's not Southern California. It's not the Angels, but. Uh, and it's all the way over in Savannah, Georgia, but they are a lot of fun to watch. Well, they're going to that world tour next year. So I think they do come to Rancho Cucamonga. So that's, yeah, yeah. you know, right in everyone's backyard. So, you know, most of our audience is in Southern California. So that's something worth checking out. Uh, if you have ESPN Absolutely. plus, you have to watch Absolutely. the banana land documentary. I've watched all five episodes. It's awesome. It yeah. talks about Jonathan Papelbon and Jake Peavy, you know, these obviously super well-known players, Yes. Um, going out there and, and playing for a what collegiate baseball team. Yeah, essentially. And Papelbon was there when I when I was there. He 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 pitched. Did you get to see him pitch? Okay, awesome. Yeah. Did you yeah. get to see the uh the old dude, uh, the World Series winner? No, no. Okay. 
How about the guy on the uh, on the stilts? Yes. Okay, yeah, so that's awesome. Pitched in stilts. <laughs> uh, we saw them come out in kilts. We saw them uh, do a whole dance number. Um, you know, uh, and it, we, what we didn't get to see, which I wanted to see, is the way. You know, if 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 they uh, if they get to the end of the game, basically the way it's oh yeah, yep. Yeah, if you the you basically win the inning, so it's like not all your runs count. So, uh, you know, if you if you get more runs than the other team, you get one point. So you won that inning. Yep. Um, and if you're taught, and then the last inning, once they're like they have ten minutes left in the time clock, then uh, that's the last inning, and and that inning all runs count. And if you end up in a tie, then they do. It's like basically two on one. It's a pitcher against a hitter, one fielder. The pitcher throws to the hitter. He hits the ball, and then he just starts going. And he goes all the way, and he can get as far as he can. And then the, the fielder has to go and retrieve the ball and try and get him out at home. Um, yeah, the showdowns is what they call them. Yes. Yeah, and if there's a walk, uh, the ball's live. Uh, so they can run as far as they can um, before – every player on the field touches the ball. So the catcher throws it to the, to the second baseman, the shortstop, the third base, first base, left field, left field, center field, right field. Every player has to touch the ball. Meanwhile, the runner's going. Yeah. Um, also on a pass ball, live ball, runner can, the batter can steal first. Pass ball, he can take off for one. It's, it's, it's bonkers. Like I said, they've just, just making up their own rules. And uh, it, it, it is so, so fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see how far Banana Ball gets. I don't think it'll ever be a Major League Baseball situation, but it'd be really fun if maybe like some of these spring training games or something, they're like, oh, let's just sprinkle this in here, or maybe yeah. some minor league games. I mean, you know, why not? You know, why not? Yeah. You know like I said, this is, I don't think Banana Ball will ever be a Major League Baseball thing. No. But, hey, if no. you can sprinkle some excitement into, you know, quote-unquote meaningless games for spring training why not hey yeah. something for the fans yeah i i think i think like a spring training thing like you do an exhibition game i think would be a lot of fun yeah. uh you know or even getting a you know a college baseball team involved or something like that um i think that's the right format and because the stadiums are smaller uh, i think in a, in, a, in a large you know full-size major league stadium i don't know that they would i don't think they i don't think they get their their show would translate to that big of a venue um that's just me i don't know maybe it maybe it would we'll see are they supposed to play at fenway i maybe i'm not sure i don't know about that yeah because i'm pretty sure that was a big thing about the documentary right like jesse was like oh i've always wanted to have a game at fenway and they're like oh the red sox called that was like how the documentary ended well i mean hey they you know jesse and and his team over there the bananas they are coming up with all kinds of craziness so i wouldn't put it past them they're they're always trying new things he in fact he actually told me he said they they run their team um, in the same using the the Saturday Night Live model. They they get together on you know whatever Monday morning they start brainstorming ideas and then they work out those ideas throughout the week until they get to the weekend when they play the games and then they try a lot of these new uh, gags and things that they that they had come up with through the week. So they're always trying new stuff. So it's 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 really interesting what they're doing. It's really fun. I mean, and it's kind of what they have to do, right? You know what I mean? Just be, just to try to be attractive in the baseball market because, you know, for a team like the Savannah Bananas, I mean, they could easily be 
you know, irrelevant, but because they do so much to stand out and make the game fun and interesting to maybe the casual fan, you know, yeah. it, it's a good idea for what they're trying to do. Absolutely. I, I love yeah. what they're doing over there. Hey, it gets people, it gets people excited about baseball. And then really, I mean, what more could you ask for? Bananas. Savannah bananas is definitely something that I'd like to go for an actual game. I, I got to yeah. drive outside the stadium. I had to go to Savannah for work last month and their season had already been over, but I did get to go out and see the oldest stadium in baseball. They call it. Yeah, it is. And there, you know, we did tour that stadium, uh, Grayson stadium out there in Savannah. Uh, Babe Ruth played in that stadium. Uh, you know, you might know him as the, uh, the American Shohei Otani. There you go. <laughs> uh, 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 no, they, they, there's a lot of a lot of legendary players have have played. I think I want to say Jackie Robinson. I know Mickey Mantle. I think there there were it was quite a it was quite a list of people that have played there. Pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, absolutely. You know, I, I would definitely recommend going to a Bananas game from what I've seen. And it seems like Brian's regurgitating the same thing that it's worth checking out. Are, are you guys going to try to go when they're in Southern California? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, we don't have tickets, but I, I, I would love to go again because it, it is, it is a lot of fun. Have they sold tickets yet for the, the tour? I don't, I don't know if they've started. I haven't I looked. Know. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Cause I mean, I, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of people wanting to see them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so let's now get to, you know, the meat and potatoes of why we, we wanted to bring you back on and why yes, you were sir. really excited to come on. So uh, talk to me a little bit about what Marvel is doing for minor league baseball to kind of tie everything together and to get you involved with baseball. So you're not the one in your, the black sheep in your family, as you said. <laughs> I appreciate that for, for your listeners. Uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one member of my family who was not um, currently affiliated with major league baseball, at least uh, prior to this deal. But uh yeah, my brother Bobby uh, was a player with the Oakland A's and uh, the Arizona Card or Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and then uh, now he's the manager of the Midland Rockhounds. My brother Blake is a scout with Toronto Blue Jays, and my father was a player uh, in the '70s uh, with Cincinnati and St. Louis and uh, Cleveland, and was a scout for many years, Baltimore and Cleveland and Oakland, and even the Angels for a short time. Um, so, but me, I, I got into the, the superhero business. I was, I was a better artist than I was a baseball player. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, but I love the game. I've always loved baseball and, uh, you know, it, it was a dream come true to combine, you know, what I was doing at Disney with what I wanted, what I was now going to have the opportunity to do at Marvel. And now the next evolution of my career, I, I I'm, I'm really working very closely, uh, in helping develop the creative for, uh, our, our professional sports uh, activations at Marvel, Marvel Superhero Days, Marvel Superhero Nights, um, but this this partnership in particular, I'm I'm really really excited about. Obviously, you know you know I love baseball, um, but we are doing something that's pretty unprecedented uh, for us at Marvel. Uh, we've we've partnered with minor league baseball, and uh, we come up with a new program uh, called Marvel's Defenders of the Diamond. Um, and not only we're doing Marvel Superhero Days at the minor league stadiums that we've been doing for the past. Uh, year and more. Um, we're now actually doing something completely new, which we announced at New York uh, Comic Con uh, just uh, uh, about a month and a half ago. That we Marvel are taking 96 of the different minor league baseball teams, and we're redesigning their logos. 
So uh, it's not so much about, you know, putting Marvel intellectual property into uh, the team. So it's not a mashup in any way. It's literally taking each team's colors, mascots, um, you know, their name, what's important to their city, uh, things like that, and coming up with a new logo that is certainly inspired by what they have, but it's our own take on it. Um, and so we commissioned uh, a few of our internal Marvel artists uh, to take a crack at it. Uh, like I said, 96 new logos. It was not a uh, a small uh, amount of work. Um, I art directed uh, the majority of those, and then I drew uh, 20 of them myself, um, you know, pen to, pencil to paper, and 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 drew them out, and uh, just really awesome. So uh, actually, starting November 18th, all the new merchandise uh, featuring these new Marvelized, for lack of a better term, um, Marvel Defenders of the Diamond logos. Uh, is going to be available on and then we've been uh, releasing them periodically uh, on social media uh, we I think we start with eight at New York Comic Con and then you know about every day or so there's a, a few more that trickle out and I I think we just got a few more left to uh, to reveal um, we're about there to, to the full 96 and so next year uh, the teams are going to be you know for the select Marvel superhero days they're they're Marvel Di defenders of the diamond days they're going to be wearing uh, these uniforms and these new logos that we've designed um, and it's just been, it's been so fun. I mean, I love working with the team at minor league baseball and it was really interesting for us to kind of be on us at Marvel to be on the other side of the table where we are now working for a different client. So we're, you know, it's not so much people bringing ideas to us and we're having to react to, you know, Marvel proposals, but us, you know, taking on some of the, the iconography of each of these different teams. Uh, so yeah, just, just been a, a lot of fun to dive into. How many total people do you think are involved with this project on the Marvel side? On the Marvel side, not very many. Um, okay. you know, Marvel's a pretty you know lean organization. Uh, we have a, a fairly small team at Marvel themed entertainment. We have four people. Um, and okay. so we had two project managers. Uh, I'm the director. Uh, I have a coordinator. Um, and then we have a few people that are involved on kind of the custom publishing side. Um, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, certainly legal people that are involved in some senior leadership and things like that, but the Marvel side is pretty lean in terms of who's actually, you know, working on this project. And then, uh, in minor league baseball, not a ton over there either. Just, you know, a few, uh, key people, uh, you know, Nathan Blackman and Kurt Hunziker and, uh, Bailey Shaw and, you know, a few others. Um, you know, so that's really kind of been the core team over there. Um, and, and like I said, we, we all just you know, we're, we're a tight group, work very closely together on each and every one of these. And, uh, it, you know, having their, you know, the, the feedback from minor league baseball and the work that we're doing to create these logos, because uh, we're designing for hats and uh, designing for uniforms and jerseys and things like that, things that I have not directly been involved with before. So um, completely new challenge, but it was, it's been just a lot of fun. And of course, the ones that I designed, I had to design all the Angels affiliates <laughs> my way. You know, as the as the art director of the program, I was able to you know select you pick know, and choose a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure you're I, like I, you're I, like I'll take the grenade on the angels one time. <laughs> Don't per no worries. Well, hey, but that means I I know I got to make sure I, I I nail it. You know, because absolutely I, I know what it means to the angel fans. So one of the earliest ones. So I, I'm looking through your your Instagram right now. Uh, which, by the way, is uh, Wizard of Cross twenty three for anyone that wondering or anyone who's listening who wants to you know follow along here. Thanks. So, like, I remember the first one that I have seen was, of course, the Rugged City Trash Pandas. I think there were 
were they one of the ones you released in New York? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was. I, I thought first. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I think Midland Rockhounds. Obviously, I did that one as well. You know, with my brother being being the manager there, I wanted to make sure I got to do that one. And um, you know, I think Rocket City was was one of the first Buffalo Bisons was was up there as well. Yeah, that uh, was really cool. I, I really like the Bisons. Awesome. Yeah, uh, no, I'll pass the, the Chihuahuas the is cool. Been, the response has been great. Um, uh, Salt Lake Bees, uh, probably one of my favorites, um, was was a lot of fun to design. Um, yeah, so it's the response has been cool. The Louisville Bats is another one of my favorites. Um, yep. Yeah, I've in, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I went out of my way, I think, to message you about the Isotopes one. I was like, oh, this one's sick. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, you know, when we talked about the Savannah Bananas, I mean, minor league baseball is also just having so much fun with with what they can do these different programs um you know the the copa program if you're familiar with that but you know certainly uh you know they're they're doing a lot of unique you know new things really innovative in terms of you know uh creating fan engagement and i think uh this new program which not only did we design logos but we also created a new comic book so we wrote a whole wrote and created a completely new story um called defenders of the diamond where uh the the avengers and uh led by dr strange are forced to uh go into action at a at a baseball game and uh, the players themselves get in on the action trying to literally defend the diamond um and so uh yeah we're this i mean we're just we're having so much fun with this partnership and uh i'm really excited about it yeah i mean yeah and that's the kind of stuff that minor league baseball should be doing right they don't have to be taken as seriously if you will you know they can have these front projects you know, they can do this kind of stuff because, you know, they can be a little more personal with the fans because it's such a more intimate environment. So uh, th this is the kind of stuff that people want to see. And this is the kind of stuff that people who are in some of these small towns like Modesto or Stockton, this is the kind of stuff they want. Right. I mean, you know, it, and it makes it more fun. Uh, for the kids, especially, you know, to get into baseball because, oh, well, you know, I like the Avengers. Uh, maybe I'll like this baseball game because, you know, all of a sudden Bernie is, is a Marvel character by default. You know what I mean? He's a Marvel logo. <laughs> well, so, I think that, that's that's certainly part of it, right? I mean, I, I think it, it's everybody benefits. Um, you know, hopefully the, the Marvel fans will uh, take to it and maybe get engaged in, in their local baseball team, go out and see some minor league baseball games. And hopefully the, the minor league baseball fans that are already going will uh, – maybe learn a little bit about Marvel and, and who the Marvel characters are, if they don't already know. So, um, you know, it's, it, it really is a, is a, is a win-win for the fans. It's, you know, something new, something uh, we've never done before that minor league baseball has never done before. We at Marvel have never done before. Um, and uh, you know, so far the fan response has really been, really been phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what comes out of, uh, out of the future for this. I mean, I know the last time you were on the show, you had told us a little bit about the uh, NBA game you guys did, right. Yeah. Where you guys were, uh, well, it was the golden state warriors versus who. Uh, the, that was the, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we did the, uh, the, the arena of heroes, Marvel's arena of heroes. And that was a ESPN two broadcast. Um, and you know we had done a lot of in game in games in person, but that was a a a, a broadcast that we. It was a live game, man. Yeah, so that was that was completely new. So you know we are we're trying to think of new things that we can do. We're having a lot of fun. This is this is this is new territory for us for a lot of us at Marvel. Um, and uh, I think there there's definitely a few of us that 
have really um, been passionate about this project for a long time. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, one one of our my, my key partners in in the sports activations, Mike Pashulo, uh, he passed away this the, just a few months ago. Um, and Sorry, uh, thank you. Uh, he you know he was a he's a dear friend. I miss him greatly. And uh, but his his fingerprints are all over this this program. He you know he's a, he's a big Philly fan. He, he loved the Phillies, loved the Eagles. Um, of Penn State, you know, he was he was he was Philly all, Philly all, all the time. <laughs> the Rockies, his favorite movie, the whole bit, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was all in. Uh, so I, yeah, I miss him a lot. He's and, Philly yeah. cheesesteaks for breakfast, lunch, oh, and dinner. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, and uh, he, he was just he's such a great guy, great, you know, loved sports and loved Marvel. And you know, he really drove a lot of these early partnerships and um, you know, trying to carry the carry the torch for him. So, you know, I'm sure this is probably a question that you really don't fully know the answer to yet. And, you know, and if you do, you probably can't can't say too much. But is this something that we can expect to see more of in the future? Uh, you know, Marvel getting involved in things that they haven't been in the past, to, you know, like you said, try to, you know, get some casual you know, Marvel fans maybe on board, you know, who maybe wouldn't care for Marvel or, you know, vice versa. Some Marvel fans who don't care about baseball or, you know, you know, football, basketball. Is this something we can expect to see more of now? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I think the, the you know, the fans will tell us if we're if we're on the right track or not. You know, people people kind of vote with with, you know, with their dollars, with their dollars, with their feedback. You know, we I mean, we. We, we hear and see all of it. So, um, you know, if people are digging it, then we'll keep doing it and hopefully we can do more. But I think, you know, we're always going to be trying to reach new audiences. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're blessed to, to work at a time at Marvel where, as we talked about at the beginning at the top of the show, you know, we, there's a lot of product out there. There's a lot of great movies and TV shows and video games. And, you know, so of course, comic books every week, um, you know, now we're in theme parks and things like that. So, and, and, you know, doing live events like I do. Um, and so uh, uh, there's a lot happening in the Marvel Universe and a lot of people are familiar with our characters, uh, getting familiar with new characters like She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight and characters that are that are now starting to enter that pop culture uh, zeitgeist. Um, and, and hopefully we're able to find new ways to reach new fans in, in different regions, uh, different demographics. Um, but we never want to abandon or alienate, you know, our, you know, our, our, our core, the people that have stood by us and loved us. Like those people are incredibly important to us. We want to make sure that we're staying true to, to what they fell in love with in the first, in the first place. Yeah. I mean, this must be, you know, really strange for, you know, especially someone like you. I mean, you know, you said you grew up a, a fan of the comics. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a time where Marvel's been just so easily accessible, you know, the, the shows, the movies, I mean, you can go on Disney Plus now on, on your phone, your iPad, you can just pop on a Marvel movie. You know, I don't have to, you know, go out to Target and get Iron Man in the DVD section. You know, it, it, it's right there, whatever you want. And, you know, there's continuous content. You know, there's there's blockbuster movies coming out, you know, in some cases, multiple times a year. You know, now we have Marvel entering the world of sports, which, you know, I mean, is something completely different and, and something that I'm sure if I would have told you as a kid, you would have been like, no, bro, that's crazy. There's no way that I'll, you know, they'll ever be doing that. And, you know, here we are. And, you know, this is 
most likely the first step, not the final one in Marvel, you know, spreading its wings out. You know, it's all your Marvel's only getting bigger and bigger, brother. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, it, it, it it's a it's a great time to be a fan. Great time to be a sports fan. Great time to be a Marvel fan. And and you know, I think there there are actually a lot of Marvel fan or sports fans at Marvel, um, and we're seeing a lot of crossover in terms of the fandoms. Um, so yeah, we I, I, like I said, we're 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 really enjoying this partnership right now. Um, and you know, hopefully the fans dig it, and we can keep doing more. Because man, the more I can keep bringing Marvel and baseball together, I'm I'm right there, first in line. Yeah, right. Yeah, you've uh, you've had to do some stuff with football too, right? With the Giants in the past, you said. Yeah, yeah, we've done we've done stuff with the Giants. We just wrapped up a, a, a partnership with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, we've been doing across. You know, we've done stuff with Major League Baseball, with the NBA, uh, with the NHL. Um, yeah, the the Giants stuff was pretty cool. Um, I you know one of my kind of side gigs as part of my part of my job is I I do some tutorials. Um, I'm one of the hosts on our Marvel HQ uh, YouTube channel called Marvel Draw, where I teach you know kids and beginning artists, families, you know how to the kind of the basics, the step by step of how to draw uh, some of our Marvel characters. Um, and so if, if any of your listeners uh, have kids or or they want to learn how to draw themselves, you can go on our Marvel HQ channel and see some of those videos. Um, and then I've been doing it live uh, at at D23 Expo and San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con. Um, and, uh, and the New York giants were actually interested in bringing me, uh, on board to, uh, teach one of their players how to draw. So, uh, Blake Martinez, who actually just recently retired, um, you know, he was linebacker at the time with the New York giants. And I did a couple of sessions with him, uh, teaching him how to draw. He's a, he's a big Marvel fan. Uh, and so, uh, we had, we had fun doing that. So, you know, we're just, like I said, trying new things, man. It's, it's kind of an experimental uh, time and we're we're always coming up with new ideas and some things stick and some things don't and the things that keep working we try and do more of and we're always trying to be innovative and come up with new ways to uh to engage and get people excited and what's great is you know a lot of the players you know if you think about it i mean you know i'm an old man i'm 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 45 but you know so i grew up reading the comics here but you know the uh the players you know if we think back to iron man you know the first marvel studios iron man film came out in 2008 so, you know, I was I was already a working professional, but a lot of these players, they were kids. You know, that yeah. was that's what that they remember. That's what they grew up with. That's what they grew up with. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that was 12 years ago. So if you're a 22-year-old player, you know, you saw that movie when you were 10, right? So now now these professional athletes who are 22, 23, 24, they grew up watching these Marvel movies. They are fans themselves, and and now they're becoming becoming parents and they're you know reliving marvel through their kids eyes um so it's it's a it's a completely new new ball game you know no pun intended you know with uh you know with this new generation of, of fans that are now professional athletes so it's it's pretty cool let me uh let me throw a monkey wrench at you real quick uh, who's your favorite dc branded superhero i don't know what's a dc <laughs> oh here we go yeah. Like, I've never heard of it. I mean, come uh, on. No. You, you had to have been a fan of the comics back in the day also. No, no. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they have great characters over there. I mean, you know, I think anytime DC is doing great stuff, you know, it inspires us to do more great stuff. And, you know, it's it's good for the industry. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm a wrestling I, I, guy. So it's like WWE and AEW. You, 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 yeah. you need a, a competitor. To, so maybe the other brand is to get complacent. And obviously Marvel's not. But you get what I'm saying. Sure. There. 
no i mean yeah absolutely no i i, I mean i love those characters i grew up watching those characters and uh you know batman is was always my favorite of of the group um okay. you know so i was kind of gravitated towards batman i i, I like the kind of the street level characters um so yeah if i had to pick one you know definitely batman but uh um you know i i i'm always first in line to see what they're doing and you know it's it's exciting when things are going well and and things are going good and hopefully you know we can we can elevate and figure out a way to do it just a little better yeah i mean there there has to be crossover amongst you know Oh, yeah. uh, amongst you guys like at a lunch table right like oh did you guys see black adam <laughs> oh yeah i did you know no okay. of course yeah i mean it's it's you know it's it's pop it's comics it's superheroes you know you know we love that stuff and you know and sure of course we're you know we see what they do i'm sure they see what we do and um you know it's it's a it's a healthy healthy rivalry yeah yeah absolutely i mean you know i'm sure you guys made fun of batman versus superman too and you know <laughs> that, that seemed to be a consensus not a great film but you know that, that, that's just part of it that's just part of it you know yeah. you you guys have been really really good at marvel not not too many flops at all that i could think of so well fingers crossed let's keep it going yeah, yeah right go, go see black panther wakanda forever <laughs> yeah yeah uh do you want to plug that for a second i mean i know that's that's the big blockbuster right now for marvel uh sure yeah yeah i mean obviously uh yeah that's that's the big movie you know get out and see it uh marvel studios black panther wakanda forever it's a great movie um you know it's it's very touching you know i'm not gonna spoil anything if you haven't oh, yeah. seen it so uh definitely go through and stay through the credits like always and you know it's it's a big big cinematic adventure so uh go enjoy it and you know but at the same time don't forget about all the other cool stuff that's happening in the marvel universe you know there's a we're back doing conventions again and and doing lots of live events i'm working on escape rooms and uh all kinds of fun things and you know certainly we got big video games coming out like uh marvel's midnight suns and uh spider-man 2 and uh you know there's shows on on disney plus so it's you know and comics every week you know every week we're cranking out lots of marvel comics so go there's there's never a time when you shouldn't be consuming marvel in some way shape or form that's the there goal. you go my kid loves <laughs> escape room so if there's ever any in uh, in dallas's spring up you gotta let me know all right we'll do we'll do yeah he's, he's a big fan of that stuff um right. so uh real quick to tie it back into the defenders of the diamond yeah uh, so you've said that you took it upon yourself to take the uh the angels minor league logos and uh you know do that so I i'm sure there's a long list of ones that you really like but what are like the if you had to say maybe three to five of your absolute favorites yeah um, maybe I, the inspiration behind it if you want to get into that a little bit sure yeah i mean uh each of them each of them had their own you know sets of challenges some i landed on uh quicker than others i think in terms of uh process usually i would generate about you know four or five maybe more uh, different designs, present those back to the teams. They'd kind of go through them, pick the ones they really liked, and then hopefully, you know, pair it down to one or two that we would really develop. Um, I think ones that I landed on really quick, um, the Salt Lake Beast came together really fast. Um, I mentioned the Louisville Bats, you know, as another one that came together really quickly. Um, uh, let's see. Trash so those, Pandas, those... I would imagine, was pretty. Tra so Trash Pandas is challenging, right? So, like, you know, obviously, you know, can't you can't say trash pandas and not think of rocket raccoon uh, yeah you know our own character so um it was a, it was a challenge to make sure hey let's it needs to be uniquely the the rocket city trash panda and not be rocket the marvel character 
you know, so we have to had to make that distinction. That's why I put him in the kind of the the space space helmet, made him a little bit different. But at the, at the end of the day, he's a he's a raccoon in space. So it's like it's 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 yeah. tough to, to not you know blur that a little bit. But that that was a really fun one to do. Um, let's see. Um, Talk uh, to me about uh, the sixty sixers one real quick. So that one's yeah. That one's an interesting one. So Bernie's obviously the main focus there. Bernie's the the mascot for the 66ers, for any of you guys who don't know. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that one? I mean, you can kind of see if anyone looking on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that one uh, uh that one was interesting. So I I that was probably one of the hardest ones to land on. Yeah, um, you know, not 66ers, not really yeah, nothing screams Marvel there necessarily. Right. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do with that? So, I mean, I looked at, you know, the, I mean, the 66, 66ers have two mascots, so they have, they have Bernie and there's kind of the other guy that ha- has Slick. the big wrench. Yeah. Um, and so initially I started with him and made him kind of super heroic and that didn't seem like it was kind of uh, getting us there. And I thought maybe I'll just stay away from the mascot thing. I did a few different designs with the 66 and the, and the wrenches and looked at some root 66 type stuff and, uh I did, I did a few sketches of bernie um and and kind of came back around like maybe let's do something with bernie and so i did kind of a more aggressive version of him um and the bernie stuff seemed to be resonating more with the team um and then they gave me a note that they saw him as a magician and and i said okay. <laughs> all right i mean I mean, he's, he's your character, you know, if that's, so I'm like, okay, what, like, what does that mean? Um, and obviously we have magicians, you know, in the Marvel universe, we have, you know, Dr. Strange and, you know, characters like that. And so I'm like, well, I can't make him just Dr. Strange. So I, like, maybe like if I, if I made Bernie a magician, what if I gave him kind of a cape and a collar, almost kind of strange esque, but then did the top hat thing. So it's a little more kind of traditional magician. And that seemed to really resonate with them. Um, and and recently, the 66ers posted a an image of Bernie uh, doing some magic with a top hat on. And I don't know if that came before the drawing or after, um, but uh, but yeah, that seemed to be the one that they that they they really landed on. So it it, it was this was an interesting uh, design challenge in in some of these. You know, figuring out you know what was going to resonate with the team, and and some of some teams were were very precious about, you know, kind of their, their, their iconography and not wanting to drift too far away uh, from what they had and others, you know, just really let us fly. So um, I, I think all of them, you know, are, are interesting and fun. You know, I mean, there's so many wacky, uh, wacky mascots around minor league baseball. Um, I, I think the, uh, the Dayton dragons was a, a really fun one to do. I just, I just posted that one not too long ago. Uh, the Daytona Tortugas was a lot of fun. Um, you know, one of one of the, my partners on on my team, Mike Trujillo, cool. uh, he was one of the project managers on that. He really enjoyed the Tortugas. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot, so many of them were were fun and 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 pre- presented different challenges. The Midland Rockhounds obviously was very close to my heart as well. Um, you know, with my brother. So yeah, I mean, I, I know you said name one or two. No, uh, no, no, it's fine. About, man. I named about eight, but uh, I would say. <laughs> If I had you hold my feet to the fire, I'd say the bats and the the Salt Lake bees are probably my favorites. Yeah, I the I there's a couple that haven't been released yet that I'm really excited to see, like uh, the Lake Elsinore Storm. I'm excited to see that one because they have one of the cooler minor league logos as it is. Yeah, so uh, I'm it's excited. already kind of superhero-y to begin with. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I, Has I, that I, one not been that hasn't been revealed yet? Not that I've seen. I mean, let me okay. let me check there is what we're talking. But um yeah, that that one's one. Uh I, I'm kind of excited to see what you guys do with the nuts. That'd be kind of you know, my dad grew up in Modesto, so yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, nothing with the storm. Okay. Been announced yet, but I would imagine the coming days here. Probably, yes. Okay, and Modesto Nuts. Uh, oh, actually, they put one out. Yeah, yeah, they put theirs out. Just a super ripped nut with a uh, <laughs> yeah. with a cape and a bat. I would imagine that go. one's pretty hard. Yeah, I, I I didn't draw that one personally. That, but yeah, it's 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 tough. Like, what do you do with that one? So, and some of these were were challenging, you know. Um, yeah, but it, that imagine. that's part of that's part that was part of the fun of it. Yeah, like you said, there's there's a couple that I'm, you know, you were probably immediately like, oh yeah, that's that just makes sense. Like like the bees, you know, that one's a pretty natural uh, yeah. connection there. Uh, yeah. But man, my my favorite, if I had to say, is the isotopes one. All like all, all I can say is I'm angry this partnership happened because my wallet's going to be affected, but <laughs> in, in the best way possible. Because I mean, there's so many of these hats I'm going to want to get. The, the shirts are going to be cool. I, I I'm excited. It'll be really really fun. Um, that's great, man. I'm glad. Yeah, well, I'm glad you like the isotopes. That was a fun one to do. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really cool. I, I get like power line vibes. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, from a goofy movie. So yeah, I know, I know. That's kind of that was like the first thing that came to my mind. Obviously, I know that's not Marvel, but that's yeah. just that's what it's came to family. my mind. It's really in the family. It's in the family. There you go. There you go. Okay, so uh, anything else you want to say about uh, Marvel Defenders of the Diamond? No, I just uh, encourage you, again, November 18th, all the merch becomes available. So whatever your favorite, uh, you know, minor league baseball team is, or if you just have, you know, hats or logos that you're seeing that you really like, uh, you know, go check them out and support them. Again, that's that's how we're going to know you're into it, and hopefully we can do more stuff like this. Uh, do you have your list of ones you're planning to get? I mean... Oh yeah, I got my list. I got my list. Okay, how about how about your wife? Does she, did did she have hers where she's like, okay, you know, I really like this one. I don't know. She uh she has a love hate relationship with this with this uh this partnership because it was it was a lot of late nights up drawing and uh, she, she didn't see me for a while. But uh, no, all kidding aside, she she's excited about it as well. Um, and uh, I don't know what her favorite one is. I haven't asked her. You have um, to. You have to. You have to get back. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. back. Let us know what her what go. her opinion on some of the stuff is. I have a feeling the trash pandas might be up there. Yeah, that one's that that one's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it helps that our double A team has one of the you know coolest names as it is. Their logo <laughs> is pretty cool as it is normally. Yeah. So yeah. you know, kind of kind of a perfect storm. Then now they have one of the cooler Marvel logos uh, as well. There you go. So. Yeah, no, I, I I, I'm a big fan of the very subtle rocket on his forehead. If you didn't pick up on that, it's, I did, I did, right on the line, right there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I it, it noticed immediately, actually. But you know, everyone's eyes are going to go somewhere different. But yeah, man, it, it, it's just really cool. It's it's totally different. It's totally out of left field in the best way possible. And this is just <laughs> the kind of stuff that uh, you know that that baseball fans are going to love. They're going to gravitate toward it. I'm sure you guys are going to see that at Marvel, and hopefully. This maybe with the uh, major league baseball teams, this will be something that they explore in the future too. I hope so. I have ideas. I have ideas. Okay. Have you ever, you, you've toyed with the angels logo. I'm assuming by now. 
I, I did. In fact, I if I think if you dig into my uh my Instagram, I think at one point I I I I put together. I, I didn't really mess with the logo too much. It was more of a kind of a here's what I might do with their uniforms. I think I was just having some fun one day. Um, I took kind of a combo platter of uh, different styles. It's somewhere in my Instagram, I think, if you dig deep enough. Was it okay? So it, it's not a recent one. No, it was a while back. Um, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't actually mess with the logo. I think I just kind of changed the color scheme and did kind of here's what i do with the uniform so i was going to do something different okay did I, I don't think i ever asked your opinion on the city connects what do you think do you like them oh i love them yeah you know i, I think when they i mean when they first leaked i don't i don't know if i was a huge fan right out of the gate but i think once once the context you know kind of came together and i understood the story behind it and what they were really going for and the surf culture um yeah i really dug it so i immediately you know you know my my sons are both surfers and so they they gravitated really quickly to that stuff and i i went out and got a hat uh i think it's super i look some of the city connect stuff horrible like the dodgers logo oh yeah the dodgers uniforms okay yeah Yeah, those those are bad (laughs) no you know i was like yeah but some of them like i thought the white socks look great Yep. I hate to say it, but I actually thought the Astros looked really cool. The Space uh, City ones, those are cool. Um, yeah. But I, I do think, it, I, got, I think we're kind of the best of the bunch, in my personal opinion. And I know top I'm three for sure. I would say top, I'd say my favorite is probably the White Sox. The South Side, just such a clean look. Those are yes. Those are just badass. Yeah, they were great. They were great. They were really cool. Yeah, I'd either put a, I'd say second. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I'd put ahead of us. I'd say we're probably number two, and I think the Potters are number three. I hated the Potters ones originally, and now they're starting to grow on me. Let's see. So I think uh Oh, okay. That so did kind of a kind of a redesign. Yeah, the black one reminds me of the uh, Ducks Night Low uh jerseys from it's, a couple it's, years it's ago. It's not black, it's it's dark, dark blue. Ah, okay. It looks black, obviously, in the yeah on, on the yeah. phone, but I I loved when the uh the Angels did um the gold halo. On, I think on top it was of the hat, the 50th anniversary. No, no, no. I mean, that when the 50th anniversary. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we had that. You know, it was just this. It was this, but the halo wasn't silver. It was gold. Some about that just really, really struck me, and I really dug it. And I, I think it kind of spoke a little bit to more of the the legacy of the team. You know, having traditionally having more of a gold, gold or yellow halo. I really liked that look. But, and yeah. I miss some. I miss some of the navy blue. I mean, I, I love the red, but. Like to see some of the navy blue come back. Yeah, just a hot take. I think once the ownership changes, that they'll they'll probably be some form of rebrand. I think most Angels fans are ready for that anyway. Yeah, uh, I think that. I mean, it's it, it's it's a great look right now, right? I mean, yeah. I I don't hate it, but I think uh, it, it's due. It's yeah. due naturally. Well, we're not like one, we're not like the Yankees, you know. Yeah, you know, no. where we have this affinity for one look, you know. But I, I think you know we've had whatever seven or eight different different looks over the years. So you know, why not? Why not change it up? Absolutely. All right, uh, Brian. Uh, for any of our followers who are interested, uh, where can they find you to, uh, you know, keep in touch with more uh, from the Marvel universe? Yeah, uh, you can follow. Like I said, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Wizard of Cross twenty three. Um, you know, hit me up there um, and uh, see some of the art I'm posting, some of the events we're doing, and things like that. Um, I try to try to post pretty regularly and uh, different things that are happening around, uh, at least around the the Marvel themed entertainment universe. Let's say that way. So, uh, yeah, hit me up there. 
All right, Brian, it is always absolutely fun to have you on. You're welcome anytime. Whenever you're free, man, you just let us know. We love talking baseball with you. And, you know, it's always fun to talk Marvel and Disney as well. Likewise, brother. Thanks for having me. No problem. And on behalf of all of us here at Halos of the Infield, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow Brian and make sure to follow us on all our social media. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, Halo fam. Have a great rest of your day. Make sure to check out the merchandise. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast while you're at it. Viva Los Angelitos!